2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins? Okay, we got the warning. Watch out. With the Roe v. Wade decision possibly coming down any time from the Supreme Court, might be some
3: violence. Some extremist groups. Yeah. Okay. Who are they talking about there? Uh well the Biden administration has said it's uh anti abortion groups, which never made any sense. Why why would a pro life group target anybody when they get a Supreme Court decision they've been wanting for decades. That doesn't well, make sense.
2: That's that Houdini sort of politics that right. they play. It's just inverted. Uh, well, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I don't know how you would even explain it. Yeah. But we've, we've heard about these extremist groups, these hate groups, and they're going to be out there. What are you talking about? There have been threats from the left like crazy. And now another one just pops up.
3: Yeah, we got the news now that a guy has been arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. Uh, Officials are saying the man was armed with a handgun, a knife, and pepper spray, had some burglary tools with him, and was arrested in the neighborhood of Brett Kavanaugh because he wanted to go kill him, Hmm. according to law enforcement. Luckily, he was arrested before he could actually do anything. They said the guy was from California, made that trek across the country, was going to go break into Kavanaugh's home and kill him. Boy, that seems like a long trip for a
2: nutty left winger. Haven't seen that since the dude shot up the baseball practice with Congress. That was a Bernie bro. Hmm. You know, by the way, there's no difference between men and women, right? Uh Uh-huh. Can you imagine the reaction if this threat was against Sotomayor, holy mackerel! Yeah, oh that, my gosh, that, you hadn't even thought of that yet, had you? I just did. <laughs> Man, you're right. It it would be the lead everywhere. Oh yeah, it would be nonstop. Now is that because Sotomayor is female, or is that because well she's on the left? Yes, right. Yeah, because you know if it was that. You know, kooky, Catholic Supreme Court justice, that nutball, handmade stale woman, I don't think <laughs> the left would care too much about that threat. No, probably not.
3: It's crazy
2: where well, we're at politically look, I, I right would, now.
4: I would even argue to say, and maybe this is too hot of a take, but I would argue to say that the majority of them don't think he did anything wrong. Although, on the far left?
3: Yeah. You're probably right about that. No, I... I, they, I yeah, there probably is a good amount of, well, he shouldn't have voted the way he did or he shouldn't yeah, believe right, what he exactly. believed or whatever. Right. I mean, because that's what a lot of these people have been told by high-ranking Democrats and the media. And I put together this montage from the archives. Uh, one of them is Chuck Schumer from a couple of years ago, but everything else is the analysis we've heard uh, since the draft decision on Roe v. Wade was leaked.
1: Roll it. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind. This is an illegitimate court. The system, in fact, is not capable of delivering justice.
0: I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting, they're unhappy. This court has slapped women in the face.
4: What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this mega crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. And you
1: will pay the price.
3: I, wow. I desperately need somebody who is a Capitol Hill reporter to find Chuck Schumer today and just put a microphone in his face and say, what did you mean by you will pay the price? What did you mean by that? Yeah. Did that mean with your job, with your life?
2: Someone took that serious. I mean, all through the Trump years, we heard, <laughs> you got to tone down the rhetoric. Anybody going to talk about, hey, we got to look in the mirror here. Maybe we should tone down the rhetoric. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen.
3: The left's going to say that? No. Because to Scott's point, I think there are some people who think, well, I'm not endorsing it. But, uh, hmm, not saying. I understand. I I'm understand. Not, not endorsing it.
4: The frustration and anger.
2: Dude, there are people on the left that believe brett kavanaugh is a gang rapist
3: right
4: oh yeah because they get a few talking
2: points that it's never corrected and they just go on believing it well remember all women should be believed you remember that whole thing with kavanaugh oh yeah and there was no one to back up the woman's story not even her best friend from school nothing but there are still many on the left that believe that guy well he sexually assaulted that woman he raped that woman It's insane times we live in. It doesn't make sense. But man, oh man, I'm glad they found the guy. Yeah. Goodness gracious, I hope nothing like this happens. I mean, the country's torn apart as it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just the loss of a Supreme Court justice. And I think sane people would say, I don't want any of the Supreme Court justices to lose their life. No. But there are some people. My gosh. And I mean, all that montage, again, what was that about? That was about abortion at 15 weeks in Mississippi. Yeah. That's what was talked about there. No, it's got to be all the way until birth. Wow, man. You talk about a political party losing its way. Okay. Other things out there. Um, people don't think the economy's bad. Really? was that?
3: Yeah, well, more than 80% of Americans now do believe the economy is not doing so well. And their personal finances have taken a hit. And the White House is saying those people, well, they just don't know what they're talking about. We're back to this now. Here's Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. Oh, boy.
5: When it comes to consumer confidence, is what you're talking about there, we know that uh, can reflect concern and uncertainty uh, about higher prices. People feel the effect of high prices uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up there against the gas tank, which the president understands uh, very personally when he was uh, growing up and understanding how.
2: Okay, oh, I got to stop. Gosh We're going to be on this every time. These are part of the talking points. He understands the yeah. empathizer in chief. He understands how hard this is for you.
4: He caused it. When he was a child. Yeah, they cranked the front of the car to start it. (laughs) (laughs) The thing
5: Uh, is, yes,
3: also gas prices were pretty much flat for his childhood.
4: Yeah.
3: It didn't double? No. Like within a year or two? No. Okay. Yeah. OK,
5: uh, how when prices elevate uh, even just a bit, how much that can hurt a family, how much that can uh, really uh, affect, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone's household. Uh, but the fact is, we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office and compared yes. to this time a year ago.
4: Yeah, it's much worse. I was going to say, yes, we are. You're right. That's accurate. But I get not in the way you meant it. The point that she's
2: going to say the opposite. Yeah.
5: And so, you know, during this president, during his pre- this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally. But they actually felt as good about their personal financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve survey, with nearly 80 percent of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable.
3: OK, David, give us the facts on so, this. This is some political McGurkin. Oh my so, God. so they've been trotting that out, the Fed survey. It's something that the acronym is SHED, um, and they do this. They've done this since 2013. I actually looked this up, okay, and I'm trying to do the deep dive on it, trying to see, okay, where are they getting that? Because every poll I'm seeing right now says, no, I'm going backwards. It says most people feel like uh, because of the cost of gas, because of the rising cost of food and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going backwards financially. The data backs that up, too. So where are they getting that number? This was a survey conducted last year.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and even then it's misleading because 78% said they were doing, quote, at least okay. That's not 80% of people are comfortable. That's 78% of people who said, yeah, I'm doing at least okay last year.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: You're doing okay.
2: That almost sounds like when you're going a bit backwards and you're trying to look at the big picture and you'll say, you know what, overall, i got to tell you, I'm blessed. All right? We live in this country. You know, I can afford to feed the family and pay bills, whatever that might be. Yeah, it's hurting. But, you know, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. People that are in a worse situation, hey, we're going to make it through. We're it's We're doing okay. Okay, I wouldn't say that, you know what, we got 80% that feel
3: really good, good about body. where they're at. Yeah.
2: No, they don't.
3: No, they don't. And Get out and talk to people. So automatically, you're misreading and misinterpreting what the survey said, and the survey is no longer relevant because a lot's happened in the last year. Well, that's just flat out lying to people. Yeah, that is.
4: Did you uh, happen to see what Senator John Kennedy said yesterday? What did he say? It was one of my favorites. He was talking about the bad week. He said, well, the price of gas is so high, it'd be cheaper to buy cocaine and just run everywhere.
3: (laughs) The new energy secretary, Hunter Biden. (laughs) That's a
2: good one. (laughs) That is pretty good. Uh, Meanwhile, we're sending
3: more money other places. What is this story? $2 billion to Central America. Vice For President, what?
2: Root causes?
3: Yes, Vice President. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, Vice, my, my gosh. <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris. No. Ah, apparently is still on the border crisis. <laughs> I don't know what you have to do to get taken off of a project Holy when you've God. utterly failed. She's been
2: trying to figure this out, the root causes. Yeah. They want to come here because it's better we give them free stuff.
3: Yeah. So we got $2 billion. In Central America, that includes a $700 million expansion of cell phone networks in Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. uh, $270 million uh, for Visa to promote digital payments. And $110 million investments in an auto parts supplier to hire more than 14,000 employees in Guatemala and El Salvador by the end of 2026. $2 billion going to Central America with no strings attached. We're not telling them, make sure you're not letting caravans form and go into Mexico right. and all that. Nothing. Here's cash to famously corrupt regimes in Central America with no strings attached while we are struggling to find infant formula in America.
2: We don't have any money.
5: I don't understand it.
3: This is about addressing root causes. <laughs>
5: What we must do oh, no. to address the root causes of migration. We already know To address them. the root causes. Yeah, I know. The issue of root causes can you is say not what going it to be is. solved in one trip. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects of those root causes on our shores. And the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges oh. that people are <laughs> facing in countries like Guatemala which is why I was there. We have to address
2: the root causes. And we're doing that with cash because it's worked so many times before, you idiot. Jeez. Okay. Ah, That's a great start. Okay, did you see the Kansas woman that confessed to leading the all-female ISIS battalion? Oh, we got to get to that story and much more coming up right here. So... Robin Show, Jamie Martin,
3: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, you called this a while ago, David. It's good to see it actually happen. Yeah, the communist district attorney in San Francisco has been ousted in a recall election that rejected, well, him and his policies that have led to the almost destruction of San Francisco. Yes. And when you say communist, that's not just calling names. No, he he no. literally is a communist. His parents Correct. uh were uh weather underground terrorists. Correct. And they they actually were convicted for their role in a what brinks truck robbery where somebody got killed. Yes.
2: Raise a child in the way he should go. When he's older, he won't divert from it. Right.
3: That can work both ways, that proverb. <laughs> They raised him to be, well, one that is not good for society. I'll we'll put it that way. They got raised by another communist who wound up being instrumental in uh, public school curriculum. There you go.
2: I saw some of the coverage on this. Yeah. And you've seen like, uh, the footage from him in 2019 where everybody wanted this change. And there's just yeah. too much incarceration. My goodness, we've got to do something about it. And Boudin is going to lead the way. Wait a second. We got people that are what going to jail for like a few hours and getting back out and causing more crimes and violent crimes, and then they just get let back out. That's the way this works.
3: Yeah, uh, I hate to be uh, negative. <laughs> well, yeah. I hate to be a negative Nelly on this front, but I but I've seen some local news outlets uh, talking to people who said, "Well, I voted for him earlier, but he just didn't do what he said he would do." No, 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 no. He he did exactly. What he said he would do—he that that guy didn't lie about what he wanted to do. But too many voters in San Francisco, too many progressive voters, were like, were, were idiots and thinking that that was a good thing. Yeah, we kind of bought into the whole.
4: There are way too many people in jail that don't deserve to be. No, I the, like reality the New York is, Times, Washington Post headline today, though. What's that? They think urban voters might be unhappy with crime.
1: What? Uh, really? Dying.
4: Wow. Maybe they are. Maybe people don't like their stuff getting stolen from them or their lives threatened on a daily basis or yanked out of cars and thrown to the ground. Maybe people are unhappy with that. I don't know. Surprises me, though. You'd think they'd welcome that sort of behavior. Come on in and steal what you want.
3: Seems pretty racist to me if you have a problem with that. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
4: It just—it blows my mind, the headline. Maybe these voters are unhappy with this crime.
2: Well, the live and see liberals are all fine with the talking points of there are just too many people of color in jail or just too many people in jail, you know, for these low-level crimes. Wait a second. I can't go to the pharmacy they had to close down? Yeah. Because people kept robbing it? Wait a second. My car got robbed again. Wait a second. Somebody just got assaulted right down from our place. It's one thing if it happens in those nasty places, but it's come to my neighborhood now. Now I have a problem. We need this guy out of here. That's what happened. Wow. See, I don't know your first reaction to that story, if it was. Well, of course. What would you expect? My overall feeling was one of hope. Oh, be like, too. Okay, yeah, see, yeah. this is what happens. You You put these policies in place. It's a freaking disaster. That's not a talking point. It happens. And you just experienced it. Hmm. And cities across America are experiencing the same thing. Well, they're tired of dealing with this. Absolutely. Oh, I mentioned this American woman from Kansas confessed to leading a battalion of all-female ISIS recruits and plotting terror attacks on American soil. In Kansas? Yes. Wow. Girl boss. (laughs) Well, you want to have equality. What, you just want all-male ISIS terrorists? Is that your world, Scott? What about We're the ladies?
3: About to see the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, come out and say, well, it's a kinder, gentler, more equitable ISIS. <laughs> see? Well, is it easier to get into the women's side if I'm
4: a guy that, that says I'm a woman? I, see, I don't know that they go with that game.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're down with that. Okay,
4: well,
2: This was the story of Allison Fluke Ekron, also known by the alias um Muhammad Al-Amrik. There you go. Yeah. Bled guilty to one count of aiding ISIS and confessed to training over a 100 women and girls. Also admitted to plotting attacks on American targets, specifically a university and a shopping mall. Um, to conduct the attack, she explained that she could go to a shopping mall in the United States, park a vehicle full of explosives in the basement or parking garage level of the structure, and detonate the explosives in the vehicle with a cell phone triggering device. Also considered any attack to... Uh, or wouldn't consider, that wouldn't continue to kill a large number of individuals. Anything that would be low-level was a waste of resources. Wow. Okay, much more to get to, including the threat on Brett Kavanaugh next. Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley the Gen X, with this David Van Camp the Millennial. The sexy boomer.
4: Well, looky there, Scott Robbins. Hey man. Look at shiny today. Okay. Shiny? Yeah. Bright okay. and shiny, man. Oh, okay. You're looking good. So I buffed my head before, but I got a hat on. <laughs> you can't see it.
3: This is a crazy story with Kavanaugh, Supreme Court he, Justice. Yeah, a dude from California who is carrying at least one weapon and pepper spray. NBC News is reporting it was a gun, was caught in Supreme Court justices uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, or not home, in his neighborhood, I should say, near his home, and told police he was there to kill him.
2: Dude, you think about when all of the protests started in these neighborhoods. You're like, wait a second, that's against the law. You have people on the left fighting that. Yeah. No, not really. Not really.
4: I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind.
2: <laughs> Chuck freaking Schumer. What a joke yep. that guy is. I hope you're right, David, that somebody asked him today, hey, do you feel any responsibility toward that? Not, not because even that. If you, if you switch this situation around, you know
3: the Republican politician would be asked the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I what the hell do you think the January 6th thing is all about of course that's true I mean they're, they're literally saying that yeah Donald Trump was eager to have people go into the Capitol to try to steal the election or something like that uh, based uh-huh. on that rally what was said at that rally and I remember talking about it at the time when Rudy Giuliani's out there and he's saying oh trial by combat and going oh dude come on man don't 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 go that don't go down that road I remember it and a yes. lot of people in conservative media, a lot of people who were Trump supporters were saying, oh boy, that makes me nervous. Don't don't go yeah, don't, down that road. No, 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 no. When you doing that? Has a single liberal come out and condemned Chuck Schumer for saying, you won't know what hit you? No one I've seen.
2: And I'm sure there won't be. Mm-mm. If history repeats itself, they don't do that. They just don't own much. Okay. I saw this piece about transgender activists you know sort of in their own words you talked about it yesterday yeah and you put together a montage
3: yeah is that what this is well it's christopher Rufo who had gotten this video it was a it was a meeting of a bunch of trans activist groups uh who get funding from the state of washington that's amazing in itself and they also have youth outreach programs they're talking to kids That's Uh, grooming. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, this was actually last fall, I believe, when this meeting happened, but he just got his hands on this video. Uh, And, yeah, what they talk about is certifiably insane. You
2: know, before we even get to that, just on Chris Rufo for a second, the likes of a guy like that, think about how much we know now because of that dude. Oh, yeah. When it comes to critical race theory, trans movement with kids. I mean, you know, all of these dying newspapers across the country and they can't figure out why is it that people won't pay for the service? It's so important because they know it's a game. Somebody like Rufo or some of the people at Daily Wire, that's why people will support that because they want the reporting done, but they want people to be honest about it and uncover truth. And now you see these are the trans activists, again, in their own words.
1: That process of creating men and women actually is the process of genocide. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as uh, male genes or female hormones. All the time to out.
2: Let's just stop right there. Yeah. Based on what? Your feeling? What does that mean? Yeah, it's based on his feelings.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's not grounded in reality. No, it's not. You know what? When you watch that Matt Walsh movie, What is a Woman? That's what you'll find out again and again and again. That you have an entire group of people that will not deal in reality. And when you ask the question, yeah, but I want to talk about reality. Usually the answer is, well, who's reality? No, there's
4: reality. And then there's there's reality, yeah. And then there's
2: pretend. (laughs) That's it.
1: Okay. My first introduction to colonialism looked a lot like... Um, Me waking up at, you know, four in the morning, five in the morning, every morning to, you know, sounds of, you know, my ancestors screaming from outside my window. I want to be able to see every... Whoa, time
3: out. Yeah, this dude uh, says that he's a woman. He is obviously a man. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, he says that... Because the whole conference was about decolonizing gender. (laughs) Dear goodness. (laughs) So his... He says that he would wake up at four in the morning hearing long dead people screaming at him, then obviously that's a crazy person. Like he needs help.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly we should feel bad for that person and say you need help. Oh that's bigoted now. No, it's got to affirm what he believes.
4: No. That's insanity. No, You're he's a crazy person. At, yeah, there's something going on there. He needs some Tylenol PM
3: or something to sleep. <laughs> Drink some NyQuil. I think they got <laughs> right, the non-medicated right. version Yeah, now. just
4: keep drinking NyQuil and Tylenol PM. That way you won't hear them. <laughs> maybe, even, maybe even leave a fan on in the bedroom when your ancestors are screaming at you. You
3: can't hear it. <laughs> get, some, it out. get some white noise in there. Or is that, exactly, is yes. that too colonial? That well, might be. What is brown noise? What's black noise? What's purple noise? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. All right, go on. I want to be able to see
1: every part of myself as a woman. My mustache, you know, my all of my facial hair, my 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 <laughs> belly, my big d- like, you know, everything. <laughs> Your big toe.
3: No, he was talking about that. Every part of of this woman. Every part of me is a a woman, including the whacker. Okay. (laughs) Chicks with.
4: Yeah, you
1: can't say it. Yeah, no, you can't. Okay, go ahead. I've been identifying more recently as as a little bit more gaseous or plasma like. (laughs) What? Say that again? I'm serious,
2: David. Can you (laughs) translate
3: that? Identifying as more gaseous or plasma like. He's just up in the ether. Oh, daddy.
1: I've been identifying more recently is, is a little bit more gaseous or plasma-like, like a different state of matter. So
7: folks watching, um, I think another way that you can support people who are doing community work is pay people. Pay people directly. <laughs> give them the money so they can have the financial security in order to rest and to heal and to connect. Pay that money. You know, reparations, like, pay that money to us now.
2: <laughs> like, if you're hetero, pay money to the people yeah. that
3: aren't? Yeah. For reparations, <laughs> so they can heal. For what? Because because you have generational wealth that was that was stolen by indigenous gaseous people, I think, something like that. It's like these are the people who demand to be taken seriously. Yes. And and, and that's got to stop. No 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 no. We're not we're not taking you seriously. And stay the hell away from the kids. Okay. Yes. Dude, after watching that What is a Woman
2: movie, that's the biggest takeaway, at least to me, is the kids that this entire group is going after. They need protection. Because you have now a whole group of people saying, no, 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 that, that's affirming. And if you stand in the way of that, you're bigoted. You know, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, holy smokes, man. I mean, it's obviously grooming. And you have a whole group of people apologizing for it and saying, no, that's, this is the new normal. Your beliefs are antiquated.
3: I, I identify well, as halogen, a, by right. the way.
4: Yes, halogen. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's very bright, David
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so silly that, that there's actually such a heated argument about whether or not we should respect those people's identities. No, I, I don't respect your identity. You're a kook. I hope yeah, I you mean, get I'm help.
2: Compassion. I hope you get help. I really do.
4: But am well, I going to affirm it for crying out loud? Yeah, you're. You're going to. Uh, you're going to have to spend a week or two uh, talking about the dead relatives at your window. That's part I still can't get over. <laughs> well, and if, if
2: you. you love yourself the way you are, fine. But you need yeah. to stay the heck away from kids. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Moving on. Did you see? The family of this dude, late uh, Clinton advisor, blocking the release of files relating to his suicide. What? Did you see the story, David?
3: Uh, about Mark uh, Middleton? Yes. I, I guess it they don't want to be the next. war, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, well, this was from Daily Mail. But, I mean, I'm not saying this is like tabloid stuff. This is factual stuff. Just saying that's where I happen to see the story. And as we know, there have been, well, people that have died in mysterious circumstances that have links to Bill and Hillary Clinton. This has been favorite talking point for years for a lot of people, mm-hmm. this show included. Mm-hmm. You're always like, man, oh, man. Did you know Wikipedia even has a page called the Clinton body count? Yeah. <laughs>
4: God dang. <laughs> I did not.
2: Yes. Um, so anyway, several of Bill Clinton's former associates have died over the years under these circumstances, and that's the theory, the Clinton body count. Um, so anyway, with this particular guy, the family is like holding back details because do you understand it this way? The guy commits suicide and he's hanging, right? Yeah. That's as I understand it. But there's also a gunshot wound. And I'm hmm. thinking to myself, you know, how does that happen?
3: Yeah. well, the, I suppose it could. The, the, the family of, of Middleton are saying that they don't want uh, photos and whatnot to be released. Just the photos, not the yeah. rest of the details. Well, that what other illustrative content, That's what they want to keep that sealed for privacy purposes and because they don't want anybody investigating it because they could be next. That was a no, joke, as, as by other the people
2: way. said that too. I know that's your belief. That's not, well, and it's hard not to not to say, yeah, there's something to that. But of everything else, and I know this isn't going to get a lot of attention. But my goodness, man, that's pretty crazy. With all the other deaths over the years, that that's just
3: another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, pretty wild. It's not like. It's not like you got people who are just dying of old age or some sort of long no. illness. You know that would be expected because Bill and Hillary Clinton are like a hundred years old. So yeah, it, it it happens over the years. We all know people who who don't make it. Sadly, yes. But a lot of the, there seems to be a lot of secrecy and a whole lot of suicides in their orbit. Well, this Milton guy too was the special
2: advisor who had also admitted Jeffrey Epstein to the White House seven of the at least 17 times that Epstein visited the White House.
3: That's cleanup duty.
4: Well, and it, well he was there to talk about 401Ks with Bill. Uh-huh.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I think a lot of people right now are enjoying the Elon Musk bit about why are these files not out there? The whole client list of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, why do we not know that? I've been wondering this for years now. And you can say, well, you're just peddling in conspiracy. No. I want to know whose names are on there. You have these world leaders. Yeah. You know Bill hung out with a guy and Prince Andrew. Yep. And he set Prince Andrew up with this young lady. We know all of this. But for whatever reason, we're not going to get to this list. Mm-hmm. That just that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to people. So just saw that paying attention to it. also have this. A former burglar says there is a best way to prevent break-ins. Because depending on where you live, break-ins are happening more and more.
4: I would imagine a guy with a gun would be number one. It's not. No. No. Not unless you're going to advertise it, that you have a gun. Might not hurt, to let them know out front.
2: What they say is just the beware of dog sign. Hmm. That's the most effective. See,
4: you never know if somebody's put that up there to scare you or they really do have one. You never know.
2: Well, here's, here's the whole thing. Let's say that you're a thief. Okay, You're going to break in different places. You see the beware of dog sign. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is that real or not? You right. may not even believe it. You're going
4: you're to test it? Well, I, I have a doubt in my mind.
2: And that's the whole point. Yeah. Because they talked to a guy that was a thief for years and years and said, what is the most effective way to just prevent a break-in? I said, well, you can get one of those signs even if you don't have a home security system, and that's cool. But the beware of dog sign is actually the best one that keeps people like, you know what, I don't want to risk it. I'll just
3: pass that one by. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because most, most home burglaries are not... You know, somebody casing the joint for weeks on end, looking for your habits and all that stuff. It might be a couple days they're watching the house. Right. Or a lot of times it's just, ah, I'm going to break in because uh, nobody seems to be home. Right. Just an opportunity right here I think I'll take advantage.
2: Right. You see, beware of dog. Well, I, I guess I won't go to that Well,
4: no, they're not exactly the bravest people in the world. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, least resistance is usually the way people are going to go. The world's biggest four day work week pilot has now launched. You interested? We'll get to that in much more coming up right in. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Alejandro Mayorkas. (laughs) Oh, boy. Department of Homeland Security. Jeez. How does he have a job?
4: He's a tough guy, cowboy, Uh, though.
2: House Republicans sent him a letter, the whole department, maybe you heard about it, saying we are troubled by claims that the Department of Homeland Security is not fully deploying innovative, smart technologies along the border. Some of these technologies people didn't even know we had like AST towers and fiber optic sensors that have been procured by the federal government through contracts previously granted for building border barrier infrastructure. But instead of making use of the technologies to improve the security and decrease, well, the influx of illegal drugs, human trafficking operations, the federal government has decided to store them at significant expense while also placing a large burden on contractors some of whom have been ordered to remain in an indefinite holding process. We have tools in the toolbox, in other words. Yeah. But we told the people that own the tools, basically, or put them together, yeah, just keep them in the toolbox. And don't work. We'll let you know when we need you.
3: And actually, we'll just keep paying you to not work for
2: us. Because we want these people to come in, but we got to kind of act like we don't. Guys should be thrown in jail. Mayorkas should be in jail. Do you have time
3: for the quick story of the four-day workweek day? Oh, yeah. This is in the U.K. Uh, It doesn't involve putting in longer hours or anything like that, but they're just going to pay you the same. Uh, They're working on, uh, what is it, 3,300 workers to do this. Sounds like if you're on a business, that's no good. Good If you're a worker,
2: okay. I don't think that's going to work. We shall see. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Ah! Oh, they're they're back, man! Freaking out about Roe v. Wade again. There's a lot of freakout going on, and watch out. There's going to be some right wing violence if we're not yeah. paying attention. That,
3: that's what oh, we're told what? at least. So for what? So right. that's what the
4: talking point is. <laughs> no, I, I know. But I mean, for what? Because they got a ruling they liked.
3: It doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it makes no sense. No. Nope. Yeah. So we do know though that somebody apparently from California was caught near justice brett kavanaugh's home and apparently he had a gun and some pepper spray and some burglary tools told the cops that he was there to kill brett kavanaugh because of the pending decision over roe v wade my goodness now there are a lot of unanswered questions right now hopefully we'll get some uh some more solid facts about all of this but you know it's an interesting trick that a lot of national media outlets try to pull, which is if it helps the left-wing cause, they assume the worst out of whoever the enemy is, right? Yep. Whoever the transgressor is. With Nick Sandman, right? They weren't interested in understanding what actually happened there. They just said, oh, this this white kid from Kentucky was accosting a Native American elder. When you see the full video, it's the other way around. Nick Sandman's just standing there. And
2: the militant group, the what is it? Black Hebrew Israelites. They really instigated a lot of that. Yeah. And they got a free pass from the media.
3: Right. No, I'm not interested in talking about any of that. You know, the same thing. We all know what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, that guy was a white supremacist terrorist. Yeah, he's suing. The left went. And winning. Yeah. The the left went as far as to defend a pedophile who was dropping N-bombs left and right that night in Kenosha. Yep. They were willing to defend him over somebody who defended himself with a gun. So that brings me now to this story about the alleged assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice. And here is CNN's, they, they've discovered a little bit of uh, prudence suddenly. Oh. Uh, here, Here is the report this is supposedly a news reporter uh, okay. very
7: little detail at this point kate other than to say uh, it's an uh, this man is uh, he's an adult man from california we don't yet know what the nature of the threat was we don't know what language the threat was uh, or what kind of weapon this man might have had uh, if he had one at all uh, because the information at this point uh, is just so thin but kate th-
3: now now granted this was early on when the news was breaking okay but by this time, NBC was reporting that he had a gun. Right.
2: Well, if, if you're CNN, let's let's not go with all these details. We uh, we can't confirm some things yet. Right. Anyway,
3: here we go. Right. This
7: this certainly contributes to this overall threat landscape we've been talking a lot about. The major concern here with this abortion ruling from federal officials, and they've been sounding the alarm alarm on this for about a month, is that Supreme Court justices will certainly be, you know, potentially targeted by violent extremists who are angered over this pending ruling that is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. This is an extremely passionate issue. There are emotions on both sides. Federal officials have made clear over and over they believe the risk truly comes from both sides of this abortion debate Uh, so certainly this case uh, you know really solidifying what federal officials have been warning about people are angry they might seek to use the abortion ruling as a justification to cause violence and that puts these supreme court justices their staffs and other members uh, of this the judiciary especially the supreme court at risk
3: okay there have been dozens of vandalism attacks on Catholic-based or religious-based organizations that help pregnant women. And they counsel people to not go get abortions. But they do help provide resources for pregnant women to bring that child into the world. And leftist activists from Denton to California have been vandalizing and threatening the people who run those organizations. Where yes. where has really been this right-wing violence here? How can you both sides this, especially on the morning when we're hearing at least that a guy who was angry at a conservative justice on the Supreme Court was there to kill him? It's amazing because they lie to people all the time.
2: So if you're saying there's been trouble with extremists on both sides, if you've ever used that before, you know you were trying to operate in good faith. The left doesn't do it. Legacy media doesn't do it. They only do it when it's only the left causing the violence. Think about the summer of love from 2020. Mm. That was all excused for the longest time until they found out from the polling. Hey, the American people are not down with the destruction.
4: Well, violence is never the answer. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, then they act surprised that people aren't down with the violence. Like they just can't believe it. What? Well no, they're of course not. They're always
2: in a bubble with like minded and like thinking people.
4: Federal buildings burning down, police cars lit on No, nobody's okay with that. But this is
2: quite a trick right now. And Homeland Security is doing the same thing. Oh, we're looking at both sides both here. Sides. Yep. Extremists here. Yep. What are you talking about? Yep. Is it some sort of psychology? Like you live in a town where your team wins the world championship, so we're gonna riot and loot? Right. <laughs> Whoa! Pro-lifers, Yeah, let's tear it all down. Sorry, if you've been around pro-lifers, that's not usually the M.O. It's like start bashing in car windows and setting them on fire and jumping on cars. No. I don't think that's going to be happening. I don't think there's any looting that's going to be happening. And then in the same, I was reading a story today talking about Homeland Security issuing the threat advisory from both sides. And the story goes on to say, DHS also warned that domestic violent extremists could use changes in the U.S.-Mexico border enforcement system as a reason to carry out attacks against minorities and law enforcement officials. Just weeks after a judge blocked the Biden administration from lifting a pandemic era expulsion known as Title 42, so people could be very upset and targeting people because of that. So watch out. Okay. Quite a trick they got going on right you know, now. Yeah, it sure is. Of course, this could come down at any time. It's supposed to be in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel like, yeah, it's going to get ugly, but it's not going to be from pro-life people. Have
4: you heard anything credible no. to that degree? Well, the only time anything yeah. happens between pro-life is when uh, the, the uh, pro-abortion group decide to confront them at, a, at a, some sort of protest of their own. Oh, or if happens. they're meeting the protest of try, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, in other gaslighting news, the economy is in a better place.
4: Well, it is. It's
2: doing yeah. great.
3: Yeah, more, more than 80% of Americans now believe the economy isn't doing well because they're looking at their bank accounts and realizing, hey, I don't have as much money as I used to have because everything's so much more expensive. The president, though, doesn't believe you. They actually just don't believe you, and they're telling you to not believe what you're seeing in the monthly budget you do. Okay. This is the White House spokeswoman, Karine Jean-Pierre.
5: What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration, and other experts as well, is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation.
2: Really, I think we could sort of drill down on this for a second. <laughs> and just to have a conversation, right? That's what we all need is yeah. just to sit down and have a conversation with people that don't agree with us. Okay. Here's the problem. You are not dealing in reality. You're going by feels and emotion. There are facts, okay? The economy is not in a better place. You can say you feel and we feel
5: that we are in a right. good
2: position. We're not. I know you might feel it, yeah. but that's not the reality. You may feel that you have a
1: penis. <laughs> you do not.
4: Now, And if you really felt, you'd know you didn't. Correct. <laughs> there. Thank you.
3: Now, now, I do think maybe, maybe she's telling the truth, but there's a sleight of hand going on here. Because when I hear the economy's in a better place, maybe she means it like you do at grandma's funeral. Like, oh, Grandma's in a better place. She's dead, mm. but hey. She's in a better place, though. Mm-hmm. hmm Maybe. All that oh, money yeah. you used to have, yeah, it's in a better place.
4: I think feels and reality can exist in the same world. I mean, I went to the grocery store yesterday and then to the gas station. Yeah. I felt pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I get where you're coming from okay. there. Okay,
2: yeah. But just because you feel that it's in right. a good place doesn't make it so. Right. Well, and there was the other story out there. This is an AP story. White House better get a hold of the AP and say, hey, can you not talk about things like this? This shrinkation thing we got going on? This isn't good. The shrinkflation, you can call it whatever you want, but it's a real deal. Whether it's toilet paper, it's yogurt, coffee, corn chips, whatever. They're quietly shrinking the packages. That's what the manufacturers are doing. Mm. What, would you rather just the price go up? Or pay the same and get a little bit less.
4: Well, I'd rather. The, well, I guess I'd rather it go up. I mean, when I want to buy a, a thing of peanuts, I want a full jar of peanuts. Okay, not half and then stuffed with cotton at the top. <laughs> I, I don't want that. So what they're doing now? Like the vitamin bottle, yeah. they're just putting those the cotton so the peanuts don't shake, shake too much. Up, right. Yes. So you never know.
2: Well, they said here in the United States, small box of Kleenex now has sixty tissues. A few months ago, it had sixty-five. The Chobani Flip yogurts, yeah, they were 5.3 ounces. They're 4.5 now. Jeez. Nestle slimmed down its Americano coffee tins from 100 grams to 90 grams. And then they mentioned other countries, India. Uh, dish soap. shrunk from 155 grams to 135 grams. And I'm guessing the whole game there is to try to shrink it without you really noticing a yeah. whole
3: lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine who works in a deli, and what they've started doing is taking a couple of slices of meat off, but they are baking the bread—I forget whatever ingredient they use there—to make it fluffier, so the sandwiches feel like they're the same size. Basically, you're because it's cheaper yeah. to make fluffier bread than it is to uh, than it is to replace shaved meat. Ah, uh, yeah. Well. You know, you talk to
2: people in the business, you know, consumer advocates, stuff like that, and they'll talk about, well, customers will notice price increases, but won't keep track so much of net weights and small details. Right. That's just it. Well, you don't. So that's what, you know, like Fritos did. They marked party size. It used
3: to be 18 ounces. (laughs) Okay, but they've shrunk that down to 15.5. A
4: smaller party.
3: Well, yeah, you have smaller parties because, you know, you may be done with the pandemic, but the pandemic's not done with you. So <laughs> That's social true. distance, people. Frito-Lay, we're looking out for you.
4: Maybe <laughs> they start making the masks smaller. People would <laughs> stop wearing them, yeah.
2: Oh, David Van Camp has a very interesting stat. Don't know if you've heard it. What state leads the nation in active shooters? If you don't know the answer, you're going to be very surprised. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The monthly main camp and robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp,
3: Scott Robbins. David, this is an interesting stat you brought up. Yeah, well, right now, of course, uh, leaders in Congress, I use leaders very loosely, uh, are talking about gun control. Because, Mm -hmm. well, we need stricter gun laws in order to prevent tragedies like what happened in Uvalde. That's what they say. Well, then you actually look at the numbers, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense what they're talking about when it comes to, like, the gun grab stuff. The so a new FBI report shows that California actually led all states in the number of active shooter incidents in 2021. What state? California, yes. No. California. Wow. One of my well, favorite stories. very
2: sto- lax. It's so easy to get a gun no, in California. No, it's not.
3: One of my favorite stories. It blew my mind because I knew they had strict gun laws. Mm-hmm. But a friend of ours was telling me he wanted to learn how to shoot a gun, learn how to shoot a, a handgun. Oh, York, yeah. Ordered a Glock 19. Uh, it was from a shop that was out of state, so it has to get shipped in to an FFL, to a to a right. licensee that can sell it to him. But before it makes it to a gun shop, uh, the state of California has to look at it to see if it's compliant with the state of California's regulations. Well, it was a Glock 19, most popular handgun in the world, mm-hmm. but it was the USA model, not the Austria model. And so the state of California rejected it. Here's the thing, functionally speaking, there's no difference between those two guns. One was put together in America. One was put together in Austria. This whole conversation was fascinating, and oh, yeah. I, I, my mind was blown because I'm thinking like, well, is there a difference? I mean, I've I've had a Glock 19 for years, and I'm like, okay, is is there a difference between the two? Is there like magazine capacity? I, I don't understand. Like, what's the difference? There isn't one. They they just say no.
2: Well, and to be fair to this story, because not only are you very much an advocate for gun safety, you teach it. You said your mind was blown. Something else could have got blown if you weren't there with that
3: dude teaching him how to oh, shoot yeah. a gun. Well, <laughs> when he was trying to reset his stance, he had, his, he had the barrel up like Charlie's Angel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like bringing it in towards his face. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> just like, stop them. Hold on, gun down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't want to see you shoot your face off. Okay? Right. Yeah. Yes. Barrel downrange.
2: Right.
4: And that's what everybody needs when they're learning is mm-hmm. someone there to help them learn. And Charlie, you were that guy. Charlie's Angels Gun Club. Right. <laughs> everybody wears a mask over their the <laughs> helmet on their head. Yeah.
2: But well, the good thing is though, yeah. that David shared the story with us. So now when we're around our friend, we can all say, Hey, listen, you owe him still. You could have shot your face off if he wasn't around. Was could have, yeah. yeah. You owe him. Um, Another story out there talking about the economy. We're actually worse tippers now than before the
3: pandemic. That's because yeah. we don't
4: have any money.
3: <laughs> That's probably a big part of it, honestly, is that more people are just sort of pinching pennies a little bit. Uh, but, you know, during the pandemic uh, or the height of, of the pandemic, people were very generous with restaurants, especially if they had started a delivery or a curbside pickup to try to stay alive. Yes. A lot of people were over tipping. Uh, just to help out because it was such a hard time for so many business owners. Um, and then it started to level off, and now apparently we're worse than we were before. Creditcards.com has this poll to see how often Americans tip in different situations. 73% said they always tip at restaurants. That's down from 77% three years ago. Only 57% always tip food delivery people, down from 63 Wow. All right, if you're ordering food and they're delivering it to your door, and you're not giving them a tip, you're a garbage person. (laughs) You should be be ashamed of yourself. Are they talking about using different apps where that's supposed
2: to be built in, or that's just in general, just any sort of? Just in general. Okay. And then there's Uber drivers. Yeah. Well, sometimes, too, it's just on the service. Are you giving good service or not? Mm -hmm. Because when money's tighter... Like, hey, wait a second. That tip's earned here. Let's not just get crazy with it. So yeah, but that's interesting. People are feeling the pinch. This is the Markley Bain Camp and Robin show. And so far today, David, biggest story would be is oh, it the Kavanaugh story? Yeah,
3: it's no brainer. The the, yeah. the uh, Supreme Court justice, Brett Kavanaugh, had a guy show up near his house. He had a gun and was planning on breaking into Kavanaugh's house and killing him. Because of the upcoming Roe v. Wade decision, not even yeah. knowing what it might be, right? But just having a feeling, yeah, based on that leaked draft decision, and even if it were a final final draft that were released, like that guy's a nut. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to when we find out more about
2: this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, we can get into that a little bit more, yeah. but I have an idea who we might be dealing with here. Yeah. Um, also. A Uvalde teacher speaks out. You got to hear this straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Marthy. Yes, the Gen Xer, the millennial, David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins, in the Tampa Bay hat. More on that hat in a second. Yeah, okay. Got a story about that. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, David, uh, where do you want
3: to start here? uh Well, I, I mean, the biggest story in the nation right now, Man. as far as I'm concerned, is that apparently some nut job with a gun and, and pepper spray and burglary tools was heading to Brett Kavanaugh's home, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, and was planning to kill him over abortion. Do you think it's fair to say what Democratic
2: lawmakers should do right now is come out and make a statement, hey, no matter what happens, we can't have violence? Just because there's a decision that you're going to be upset about,
3: we can't have
2: this kind of behavior.
3: Oh, we can't have violence. I mean, with with the backdrop of the stupid January 6th committee hearing stuff starting tomorrow, the primetime yeah. event mm-hmm. produced by a former ABC News president, uh, with the backdrop of that, saying that President Trump is directly responsible for a bunch of yahoos breaking into the Capitol, then absolutely they need to go out and apologize. Then Democrats, under that logic, need to go out and apologize because they just contributed using their logic, to the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Yes. Think about it. The week leading up to January 6th,
2: remember the reports? There were reports, different news outlets saying, hey, there are people being tipped off. There might be some violence come January 6th. And we talked about it. Yeah. And, dude, I can remember several outlets leaning on the conservative side and hosts saying hope that doesn't happen really hope that doesn't happen peacefully protest absolutely but we're not like the left we can't have destruction and crap like that because that's that was the fear it was going to happen yeah right have you heard anything like that leading up to the roe v wade thing
3: no i because everything is always couched right like Yes, at at the time, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, saying, "Well, of course, we want everything to remain peaceful, but let's not not let that distract from the fact that people are angry right now." So you are excusing it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are, because the January
2: sixth thing. Okay, first of all, what the left made out of that is not factual. Okay, that was not an overthrow of the freaking government. It was not a coup. Gosh, we're going to have to sit through this garbage again, all for political points
4: for them. Well, it's prime time now, though, so uh, you won't be at work and miss most of it. Well, my goodness, dude, who's going to watch that? Well, it's it's the left's Super Bowl. I mean, they'll all be gathered together. Most people on the left don't even care. Ordering pizzas and whatnot. They don't. Oh, the Shriekers do. They, the ones the, who, the, Shriekers the ones who they, raise yes, the most absolutely. They yes. can't let it go. They won't let it go.
2: But my goodness, man, you're talking about assassinating a Supreme Court justice? Yeah. There's got to be a denouncement, man. I bet it's not going to happen, though.
3: We'll see. Meanwhile, uh oh, let's get to the Uvalde teacher. Oh, man. Th- this is gut-wrenching, what this guy had to say. One of the teachers who was shot at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde is telling his story. Uh, Arnulfo Reyes is his name. He's a fourth-grade teacher. He was shot multiple times, uh, and fortunately, he survived it. Now, he did an interview with ABC News talking about what he saw, what he experienced. Uh, He says the gunman charged into his room. The cops were not far behind, but when he shot at the cops, when the gunman shot at the cops, they retreated, even as kids in the connecting room, there's a door between those two rooms, were calling out for help. Hey, we're here. We're here. And they didn't hear anything about from the cops. Oh my and goodness. so after shooting at the police officers, apparently the gunman ducked behind the teacher's desk. He took cover. And then a couple of minutes go by and he's like, Oh, no one's coming into the room. So then he stands up and starts shooting people again. Uh and here's Reyes talking directly to the police now uh through ABC News. Uh the people who hung around for more than an hour before charging in. Wow.
6: After everything, I get more angry because you have a bulletproof vest. I had nothing. I had nothing. You're supposed to protect and serve. There is no excuse for their actions, and I will never forgive them. I will never forgive them. I lost 11 that day, and I went to my parents and said, I'm sorry.
7: I tried my best <laughs> of what I was told to do. <laughs> Please don't be angry with me. Oh, man. Oh,
6: man.
2: That's, That's one of the toughest things yeah. I've heard on the show in a long time, if not ever. Oh, my gosh. Man. So what we're finding out is, like, the worst fears coming true. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, is there anything other to be said than that was just
3: cowarding down? It's what it sounds like, yeah. I mean, the fact that we're not even allowed... Right now, to talk about anything other than guns when it comes to this tragedy in Uvalde is despicable to me. Because I'm the sorry, goodness, but, yes. but me owning firearms did not contribute to this. I for have no responsibility in this. Nope. Millions of us who own firearms are not responsible for this. There was a crazy person who went in and did something monstrous. And the people who were supposed to protect the innocent ran away. I don't know what
2: else you say to that. Oh, my goodness, man.
1: Hmm.
2: Was that from this morning? I think it aired in full
3: last night. Last night. That. That
2: was not on the old Today Show. I know we monitor different shows yeah. just to see what Legacy News is covering, that sort of thing. I mean, that's... Wow, man. I apologize. I really don't know what to say. I know you don't listen to a radio show to hear no takes. I, I don't know what to say other than that's it's heartbreaking and you're also so pissed. Because I, how and- in the world do
3: you not go try to protect those kids? Yeah. I I don't know. And the idea that you have people like Pete Buttigieg and others out there saying, like mocking the idea of increasing school safety, increasing school security. How can you listen to what that teacher said and say that, oh, that's this terrible idea to, I don't know, have locked doors and security?
2: This is what I'd say to Pete Hey, Pete, I know you're not the brightest, okay, but you do realize. If you get your wishes and they stop selling guns, you know how many guns there are in America, right, Pete? You don't think a deranged lunatic is going to get a hold of an AR one way or another? He's not going to hear where one's stashing away somewhere. So you don't want to make the school safer? You don't want to have that conversation? You can't be that dumb. It's not possible gosh dang man like bad people are not going to be able to get a hold of guns most of the deaths in America when these losers talk about gun violence we have going to do something about yeah. gun violence and you go pop somebody on the street with an illegal gun and they're out the next day but yet you're talking about how much we got to do something about gun violence you're freaking despicable people you really are yeah. just move on World Bank is saying recession is going to be hard to avoid.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, we're there. Yeah, Makes the sense. World The World Bank cut its global growth forecast uh, and warned that the world economy could enter a period of feeble growth and elevated inflation. Thanks, Captain Hindsight. I mean, we all kind of <laughs> know that now, right? I, I just don't understand. It's like that's one of the things that that is so frustrating because I I like to follow economic news. I like to follow all the news outlets that that explain it all in Mm -hmm. a very uh, good way. But I get so frustrated when they say, well, we could be heading into a recession uh, because the traditional markers of a recession haven't been reported yet. All of that is determined basically after the fact, after a couple of quarters of, of, of shrink in the economy. The consumer knows what's going on. We're in a recession right now. Yes. No, what you need the smart people to
2: do is know, well, what would trigger such a thing? And those people were actually shouting from the rooftops saying, if you infuse this much cash into America, you know, that's going to cause inflation. Uh, Transitory. And Janet Yellen still has a friggin' job. Right. I'm still pissed about the Texas cops oh, no, thing, man. No. It's gonna take a while. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. To lighten it up a little bit, if you won a lotto jackpot, would you keep it a secret? If you could. No, I wouldn't. No. You would not. No. Is that because you have a job in media,
3: David, and that would be your last day? Uh, yeah. That it would be an epic show. I'll, I'll. I don't tweet at all, but I, I would tweet. By the way, you're going to want to hear the show today because I just won the lottery and it's going to be completely uncensored. There you go. Yeah. Well,
4: I mean I would I would let people know, yes. I would let people know because I would start buying companies by with awful people running them and start firing them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm still pissed I can't let things go. So
2: this is what this is where my mind goes. I'm just gonna be honest with you. So, David, you say it'll be your last show, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, different people have done this before and they start, you know, going off like on a radio show. Mm-hmm. But somebody comes into the studio and then we'll turn the mic off or somehow shut it down, right? Yeah. And then I've heard of guys locking themselves in a studio. Yeah, I've heard that too. Well, they could break the door down, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then all I think is. Well, just make sure you do your last broadcast in Uvalde because no one's going to come in the door.
4: <laughs> Who's well, going to enforce it? That's true. Yeah. There is some truth there. Jeez. Yes.
2: By the way, the stat is 80% of people say they play the lottery at least occasionally. I was surprised it was that high. Yeah, that does I mean, sound
4: high. 80%. Wow. Well, I think once the jackpots get their crazy stupid money, people throw a buck or two at it.
2: Yeah, you yeah. also have to consider the source of this play pennsylvania ah
4: okay. yeah okay you're right okay okay
2: yeah a little high there yeah but in this uh little survey 83 percent said yeah they'd they'd keep it a secret if
4: that survey was done by homeless gamblers <laughs> then i would i would question it. yeah <laughs>
2: yeah well i just saw another story where somebody else that won the lottery their their life went into a tailspin but you
4: guys never want me to tell
2: those stories
4: well it's already in a tailspin might as well have the money too yeah
2: Oh, you want to hear something infuriating? The Wokester's on ESPN with a hot take. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to want to hear this. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins in his Tampa Bay hat.
4: Yeah, it matches my uh, shirt today, my adult gar animals that I have. Well, it's not the Pride Month Tampa Bay hat. No, no, it's not the Pride Month Tampa Bay hat, no. Because that sparked some controversy,
2: maybe you heard. I did hear this. Well, there were a group of players on the Tampa Bay Rays team that did not want to wear the rainbow colored Pride Night logos on their uniform. Yeah. And one of the players, and that would be uh, Jason Adams, said it is a hard decision because ultimately we all said that we want, you know, people to know that everybody is welcome and loved here. But when we put that on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that we look down on anybody or think differently. Um, It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage. It's no different. So they were kicking this around on ESPN's Around the Horn. Oh, no. And it came time to throw it to uh, Sarah Spain, Mm. who appears on the show a lot. And here's the take.
1: Sarah Spain, how does that all come off to you?
0: Pride is about inclusion, so you don't love them and you don't welcome them if you're not willing to wear the patch and call. Okay,
4: I'm gonna God, stop. I right gotta there. wear the patch. Okay,
2: it's not about inclusion; it's about a celebration. And if you refuse to celebrate, you're bigoted. Right? Who's excluding anybody? How is that excluding?
3: Well, it isn't, and you're yeah. trying to exclude me because I don't wear it. Not not participating is not excluding anybody. No, it doesn't, not at all. Correct. Here's something else that I think
2: has been lost with a lot of people. The whole rainbow thing now is now starting to stand for something else, and it's grooming kids. Because that community, and we've talked about it before, there's fights going on within that community of... The whole trans-grooming issue that's out there, and it's prevalent, is making the entire group look awful because they're going after kids. Of course, Spain seems... To
0: ignore that. And calling it a lifestyle reveals to me that you've done not even a modicum of research or understanding on this topic. It's what tends to happen when a privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just about baseball. That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. And
3: so
2: Really? So, so I won't wear the passion. I'm <laughs> denying rights of people. That's right. <laughs> And okay. healthcare. This has to be called out. You're full right. of crap. You're not very good anyway. This is really bad.
3: Yeah, I want somebody to defend this part. If I just as a hypothetical, let's say there's a major shakeup at ESPN, and now the bosses want to honor the death of that woman who was killed by a police officer during the Capitol riot. You must wear a MAGA hat for a day, or else you oh. support right the killing of unarmed citizens uh, by police. Just reminds me
4: of the Seinfeld episode with the AIDS walk and they want Kramer to wear the ribbon and he won't do it. Yeah. He'll he'll do the walk and raise the money, but I'm not wearing the ribbon. I'm not doing it. And they beat him up for it.
0: (laughs) Well, she goes on. So we have to stop tiptoeing around it because we're trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it when the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering the consequences.
2: When you say trying to be bigoted.
0: They're (laughs) trying to use religious exemptions to affect the opportunities, services,
2: yeah, so available resources. You get it. So forth. crap. This is the Mark McMahon Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here, as always. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Crazy story. Dude with a
3: gun and a plan to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Guy, 26-year-old Nicholas John Roski of Simi Valley, California, made his way to Maryland where uh, Brett Kavanaugh lives was carrying a gun, a knife, and pepper spray, the police say, when he was arrested and had made some violent threats against Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, he was picked up on a nearby street after calling police on 911 to report himself. He hadn't yet gotten to the Kavanaugh home. He told officers... Say again? Yeah. He called himself in? Yeah, That that's the story that's written on Fox News right now that he told cops on the scene that he wanted to kill the justice. Uh, he's supposed to have an appearance in federal court later today. Um, the FBI has taken over the investigation now. Okay.
4: You look very confused, Mr. Robbins. I always get a little confused sometimes. I get caught up in all this. and like, Well, okay. just say it, man. I want to know what you're thinking. Well <laughs> I mean I've seen the guy's picture, right? You have? Yeah. I think I did. Didn't they show it on TV already? I haven't seen it. No, thought I saw it. Maybe I didn't. That's like you turn yourself I don't know. Just another one of those stories, you know. I don't want it... Isn't that a rare occurrence? Yeah, it is. You don't normally do that, no. Okay. Well I mean the guy is nuts. Certainly yes. Yeah. Of course. So I guess the
2: one voice that was speaking reason he listened to for a while and said, You better call yourself in. Okay. I guess, but, man.
4: Y- yeah. <laughs> the cat tell him who told him? <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Well the other thing is, why didn't the voice say just turn around and drive back to California right, and go, go get home. some help?
4: Yeah.
3: Man, I'm glad he did, but that's an odd story. It is. Or thing given the recent Uh, Findings we've had with the FBI, I'm wondering, was this guy basically recruited by the feds? Oh, God. See,
2: the thing is, man, man. when you said FBI, David, I could see it in your face. It was a little motion you made with your eyes. And tell me if I'm wrong, but what it was
3: saying to me was, can we even trust the FBI anymore? Oh, no, of course not. By the way, a lot of the uh, victims of Larry Nassar are suing the FBI now. Because they knew, because they knew what he was doing to young girls. That's the Absolutely. former uh, doctor, team doctor for USA Gymnastics, yeah. and Simone Biles is part of that group. Yeah, and so they're suing the FBI. I hope those women get whatever it is they they want, but I I'm not hopeful that they'll that they'll prevail. But if nothing else, I hope it teases out more details of how much uh, the FBI completely screwed up on that one. They had the information. They just sat on it. Yeah, for years. In fact, the guy who was yes. supposed to be in charge of the investigation wound up going and asking for a job with the Olympics. Gosh dang, man. So then I'm thinking... The corruption you know, is so crazy. Then you got the FBI that's directly involved in a plot to kidnap and assassinate the governor of Michigan. And they recruited yes. a couple of nut jobs to do so that plot would not have happened against Gretchen Whitmer had it not been for the FBI and the guy leading yes. that task force what is it or the guy leading that operation I should say that guy winds up it, it turns out he's a wife beater too Jeez. and we
2: really don't know the extent the FBI had involvement with the whole January 6th thing right okay
4: well we got the primetime special coming up so
2: yeah Oh, yeah, tomorrow maybe,
4: maybe we'll get it tomorrow, huh?
2: <laughs> what a joke of course. this is. Okay, let's get to this
3: billionaire that's saying something obvious. Somebody's on a path to destroy right. America. Yeah, this is uh, John Katsimatidis. He's an oil man. He owns a grocery store chain, so he sees the inflation stuff and what's going on economically from a couple of different angles uh, because, obviously, having invested interest in the oil oil business shows you what the price of gas and what federal uh, regulations have done to that industry. Uh, And then if you're running a grocery store chain, you definitely see what the prices are on that end as well. Uh, He is begging the administration to start taking the gas crisis more seriously. This was on Fox Business. Okay.
6: Somebody is on a path to try to destruct America, and somebody has to say, guys, enough is enough. I hope we have enough common sense Democratic senators to say enough is enough. Why are we destroying America? You know what the cost uh, uh, has been to the American people because of the rising gas prices? The cost of the rising food prices? It's going to go even higher with $120 oil. It's going to well, go even like higher. A, as I mean, I am begging. I am begging. I'm-
2: I'm time out for a second, man, because I know there's more of that clip. It does resonate. When you look at all of the things that have happened just over the last couple of years, we're getting weaker as a country every single month. Something is going on, and there does seem to be a full-court press in many different areas. And economically, we're really getting hosed, like, long-term. And you think about the debt. Like, if you wanted to design a plan to destroy the country, it would be executed the way it's happening right before our eyes
3: on a number of different fronts. Think about what we just saw this week. I mean, in response to historic gas prices, Joe Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act to invest in solar panels. And backing down on tariffs in China. Yes. Who stole the intellectual properties
2: of American solar panel companies, who a lot went out of business. China steals it, takes our designs, then manufactures it in China, and now we're going to them, lifting the tariffs, to buy them. Well, we want to reward them. So they win-win.
3: We want to reward them from COVID, too. Right. I mean, what the hell is going you know, on here? And then apparently we're going to be going to Saudi Arabia to beg for oil there? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, you 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 hate to sound like a tinfoil hat conspiracy nut, but at the same time, you're right. How does this make sense? If you're, I mean, if you wanted to destroy America, what would you do differently? Not much. I used to really, really
4: hesitate to go into that deep end because I thought, boy, that sounds nuts, right? Destroy. They're here to destroy America. Are these people that evil? That really? That, well, China. You and, know, China wants well, to destroy yeah, America. But as time goes on, you you think to yourself, well, like David just said, why is there any other reason behind this?
2: China has so much money in the United States and in Congress people's pockets. Well, It's crazy. I'll let this guy finish. Sorry. Got in the way of the billionaire.
6: I'm begging the White House. I am begging President Biden. Enough is enough. I'm begging the Democratic Senators. Enough is enough. Turn on the spigots in North America. Don't go and beg Iran for, for crude oil. For $120, make them richer. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um,
2: well, And of course, one of the big issues out there is guns Democrats are really trying to make hay yeah off of a tragedy this happens often um you look at the polling unless you're seeing different numbers than me I don't know that the American people are
3: behind what the Democrats are selling right now. oh no they're not so the top Democrat in the Senate though Chuck Schumer is pushing for gun control legislation and here's what he said yesterday morning about it oh gosh Chuck freaking Schumer here we go Roll it. Many of us here have spent
1: years, decades on gun violence. I'm the author of the Brady law.
3: There are tens of thousands of people living today. They don't know who they are because that law was passed. I put the uh, assault weapons bill through the floor of the
1: house as well. This was in 1994. And it's amazing how little progress
3: we have made since then.
2: Start punishing criminals.
3: Yeah. That would help, dude. The power of the NRA is dude. just oh, unbelievable. Oh, okay. Van Camp's gonna lose it now. No, I'm telling you, the NRA has has not been weaker than it is right now in my entire lifetime. It's a it's a bankrupt organization that's hemorrhaging membership.
2: You got two different things going on right now that I don't know if they realize it and ignore it. But you have people That have figured out, I can't count on being protected anymore. I'm going to have to protect myself, my family. Seen it too many times, especially if you live in a big city. Yeah. The other thing, and this is growing. This is a lot of gun owners that anecdotally will say, you know, I've always been, you know, a gun owner. I wasn't over the top about the second amendment so much, almost like take it for granted. But watching our country over the last couple of years, the thought of a tyrannical government has me more of a Second Amendment supporter now than ever in my lifetime. You're talking yeah. like 65 year
3: old guy saying this. Well, that, you're talking to a guy like me. I know. I mean, I've been a gun owner for years, but but w- didn't take it as seriously, um, you know, supported gun rights and all of that. But, man, the year 2020 was a big moment.
7: Absolutely. When you're saying,
3: I mean, when you're going into the grocery store, and in my case, I just welcomed in my first child into my life. I'm going to the grocery store, and there's no food on the shelves. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, and I keep hearing that never-ending shutdowns, never-ending lockdowns, all of these mandates are for my health. And I'm hearing from people, and I'm hearing stories about people who are relapsing into drug addictions, who are struggling, who are not really sure what's going to happen next because the government told them they weren't essential. And then yep. you see the summer of love happen. You're telling me that that didn't have a profound effect on millions of people, including myself, when it comes—they to- were fighting
2: a virus of a different no,
3: kind. No, they—they were—they <laughs> were, they were taking advantage of no rules. Absolutely. And those who were true believers were lied to. They've been brainwashed. Wow. Yeah. So there
2: you go. Okay, you want uh
4: I bought some uh consumer tips. You know, I'm always a big fan of tips. <laughs> yeah? Yes, cuz how I would it. live without tips.
2: As a former news guy, if you didn't know this, Fan Camp had the rule, you're working for me and you come to me with a story that has tips in the title, like tips on staying
4: cool in the summer, mm-hmm. you're fired. Mhm. Well, i got tips on cooking steak now and other things on your grill. Well, grocery the stores, one. there are tips of ways to save. Okay. You don't want them? I, yeah, I, but they're, they're, 90% of them are going to be something I would never do, so okay. generally speaking. Um, and I haven't seen this list. So th- They're saying buyer,
2: buying fewer luxury or organic items. Well, again, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> buying more items on sale. Really? may not be your brand, but on sale. Take advantage
3: of sales to save money. Who would have ever thought that? Yeah. See, this is why I love to bring this stuff up.
4: Sometimes with sales, you got to do math.
3: How about shifting to the store brand on some products?
4: I do that all the time anyway.
3: Wow. Buy in bulk? Wait a minute. You can save money by spending less money?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. No
3: way. Mm-hmm. Wall,
4: wall butter is just as good as peanut butter.
3: <laughs> Scott, can
4: you avoid impulse items? Uh, Pretty well, yeah. Usually i got a list. Pretty well. Well, I, you haven't gone grocery shopping with me. Why'd you buy this? Well, because it sounded good. Well, if you haven't been grocery shopping
2: with me. You can compare prices at multiple sources. Yeah, it's either. no good. It's it. no good. I'm trying to brighten your day. All right. News update you want to hear straight ahead right here. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You're looking at all these states now with over five dollar gas. Just crazy. And what are we talking about tomorrow night prime time? January sixth. is a coup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy almost fell that day. <laughs> one, of, one, of the,
3: one of the funniest and most tone-deaf things I've ever seen that they're going through with this at a time where we, by the weekend, I think, is when it's supposed to hit a national average of $5 a gallon.
4: Yeah, it already is in most places.
2: But yeah. the QAnon shaman was almost the president of yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, the Whoa.
4: Did you see this story?
2: Um, Capitol Police compiled a secret after-action review. This was months after January 6th that identified sweeping blunders by the department Ranging from delayed deployment of specialized civil disturbance units to the fateful dismantling of an intelligence unit that monitored social media for threats. In all, there were 53 areas of failure. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that went into the debacle. This, of course, on Nancy Pelosi's watch. Remember all of this? But the questions never seemed to come back to her. Hey, yeah. you were. You were told this might happen. Why were there no police there? What was going on? What happened? Have we ever got a real answer from that? No, we haven't. we do, I forgot it.
4: I don't even know if we've ever gotten a fake answer from that.
3: Where's Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., who was, I know that's separate from Capitol Police, but she did order the National Guard to be there, but they were not armed, and they were only there to do traffic duty. Why? Mm
4: -hmm. That's a great question. A really good question.
2: Yeah. Well, the FBI told Capitol Police leaders, hey, there's a strong potential for violence. Um, Some lawmakers might be targeted. Okay. But the assessment contained in this report uh, had these people put a plan in place, but then it was just sort of ignored. I mean, there are a lot of questions with that. I know this sounds shocking, but it's almost like they wanted it to happen. Hmm. They wanted people to come in. Don't just think that because you had actual authorities opening the door and holding the door open for people to walk in and take photos. It was a coup, okay, and don't you forget it. (laughs) Craziest coup we've ever seen. Um, uh Uh-oh, backlash, Burger King. They're trying like so many companies. Hey, we want to be a part of the woke crowd. We want to be involved with Pride Month. Okay. No, what? Dude, yeah.
3: Yeah. What? I saw this, man. This is crazy. I don't. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. It's a whopper. This is Austria. It's,
4: whoa, 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 whoa!
3: It's the Pride Whopper. It's the Pride Whopper, and you either get it with two tops or two bottoms.
4: Correct.
2: No way. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's not true. Yes, it is.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it
4: is. Oh my
3: god. <laughs> Burger King Austria.
1: Oh jeez.
4: <laughs>
3: You're gonna have na- next McDonald's serving the McTrans salad. It's just it's just a Big Mac in a salad bowl. That's it. <laughs> There's been some backlash saying,
2: "Hey, that's that's not funny." They're honestly going, "Hey, we're just trying to celebrate. We're just trying to pander. <laughs> yeah. Leave us alone." This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> I know the biggest story of the day was probably a plan by a dude to attack and kill. A Supreme Court Justice, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. But Burger King's Pride Whopper should be at least in the top three, I would think. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tops
3: and bottoms. I mean, that's hmm. That's crazy. (laughs) Yes. Well, what are the lesbians supposed to feel about that? I have no idea.
4: Okay, I can't. I'm not going to. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, no, Robbins. no, you know no. no you got no, some no, meat no, line no, just ready no, to throw no. out there. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Can't do it. I want to work. <laughs> okay. okay.
6: <laughs> well, do you have your top three stories of the yes, day? Yes, I do.
2: Okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta. That is on the way. Getting <laughs> news update.
6: <laughs>
2: Straight ahead, right here. See? You can show restraint. van camp and Robbins show jerry markley david van camp scott robbins scott robbins trifecta top three stories of the day and just
3: a couple news update david van camp we got a little bit more details on the guy from california who wound up in the neighborhood of supreme court justice brett kavanaugh with an intent to kill him according to police uh this guy uh nicholas john roski was carrying a gun, knife, and pepper spray. He had a lot of other tools to be used to break into Justice Kavanaugh's house. Um, so what happened here, uh, according to a criminal complaint that Fox News got, uh, he's being charged with attempting to murder a United States Supreme Court justice. He's scheduled to have his first appearance in federal court this afternoon. Uh, he told the cops that he wanted to give his life on purpose. I'm sorry, give his life purpose. And then he got the gun and other items for the purpose of breaking into Kavanaugh's home and killing him and then killing himself. Uh, He told detectives that he was upset about the recent Supreme Court draft decision that had been leaked. So what happened here, according to the uh, documents, uh, at about 105 a.m., two U.S. marshals saw this guy. Dressed in black clothing and carrying a backpack and a suitcase, get out of a taxi cab that had stopped in front of Kavanaugh's house. He wasn't like two streets down; he was in front of the Whoa. house. Jeez! So then, the, then he looked at the two marshals who were standing outside their parked vehicle. Then he turned to walk down the street. Uh, I guess he got cold feet there at that moment. And then right after that, he calls nine one one. And said, I'm having suicidal thoughts. I've got a gun in my suitcase. And then he told the 911 operator he came from California to kill a specific United States Supreme Court justice. So okay. the operator kept him on the line while the police department responded to the call. Okay.
2: Just so I make sure that I got that. So Cab or whatever drops him off right in front of Kavanaugh's house. Yeah. You got two U.S. Marshals there. Yeah. Because they've been tipped off. No, they're there for security. Just there for security. Yeah. So he gets cold feet, walks away. So just the fact that there was resistance
3: there, you think that was enough? I'm not a mind reader, but that, that's what it sounds like. That it does. He says, okay, there are a couple of dudes standing there. I guess I'm going to try to walk away and figure out what I'm going to do. And then he calls in. Yeah. I bet he thought they were already on him. Could
2: be. Like, preemptive. Wow. Holy
3: smokes, man. Yeah. And you had an update on another story, too? Oh, yeah. Well, th- this is... Uh, uh, there are two things that you cannot trust Joe Biden with. And... One of them, two main things, I'll say. <laughs> yes. When it comes to his public performance, there's a lot of things you can't trust him with. I wouldn't trust him with one of my kids. Um, but stairs and numbers, okay? Because he can't do numbers. He 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 boots numbers all the time. Whenever he tries to read them out loud, that's why. According to him, we're like negative 200 million people in this country because everyone's either died from COVID. Or, or from gun, gun violence. Yeah, like $600 million. So Then he's boarding Air Force One today on his way to the Summit of the Americas. And I'll just let Kristen Welker from MSNBC give the play-by-play of... What happened?
7: Spending the money that he has allocated uh, to invest in police departments and training of police officers. It appears as though uh, the president did have a slight trip there as he's boarding uh, Air Force One. Again, he's heading. He fell
3: again. Oh, man. A slight trip there. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as that, that one video from last year where the guy, I mean, <laughs> that was being utterly defeated by the steps, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he fell yeah, up the stairs, yeah. you could say he was like the little engine that could. He he had a lot of heart. He was a gritty competitor that tried tried to save it and get back up, and only to slip again, and then try again. I think <laughs> like, I can. I think I. And boom, back people, down again. Did he did he give me I'm okay. Wave.
3: Yes. Yeah. People are doing the Rudy chant while he's trying to ascend the staircase.
4: You
2: know. <laughs> you know, I was overlooking bets today. Do you guys still think he's going to make it all the way through oh, to 24? Oh, to 24.
3: Yeah. No.
4: Man, I don't know how that happens. Honestly,
3: I don't know how that happens. No, I I, I think if he if he does either resign or whatever happens, I mean, he's not going to get impeached and removed from office. That's kind of a fantasy. I know some Republicans are talking about it. He's he's not going to get impeached and removed. Um barring some bombshell that we find out I think right. more, more likely it's like, okay, try to weaken at Bernie's this guy through the midterms. Because Kamala, if 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 Joe is an anchor, uh, Kamala is a, a coral reef that's starting to grow out of the ocean, right? You're, oh, yeah. There's yeah. no way. Uh, so it's like, weaken at Bernie's this guy through the midterms, do what you can, and then suddenly it's like, oh, surprise, uh, I am senile, I must resign. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We have bets on all this stuff Jeez, that we'll hey. revisit. But we got to get to the big
2: trifecta
1: okay, of Scott let's roll. Robbins. Uh-huh. Roll it out. Let's do this. Are you ready? you. One, One, two, two. Two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three
2: stories of the day. And helping with that countdown is yeah. Hero
4: in Life from his top 40 days. I'm Casey Kasem. Yes. Scott. Yes. I'm ready. Okay, good. Three.
3: Uh. MSNBC has fallen to its lowest ratings in 20 years.
4: Yeah, uh, it's been a bad week uh, for some of the obnoxious lefties. Uh, The Washington Post is seemingly on fire, but I think they're fine right now. CNN openly hitting at axing some of their news hosts, namely Stelter and Lamone. MSNBC just hit a 23-year ratings low in adults 25 to 54. Wow. Then there's even more bad news for CNN, too. As a matter of fact, Fox News, number one, obliterating the competition, averaging 1.3 viewers from May 30th through June 5th to lead all of basic cable. Do you know what number two is, by the way? So
2: you're talking 1.3 million, number yeah. two? Number two. 650,000?
4: Uh, 562,000. Know wow. what You know what it is? Uh, Newsmax? HGTV. Oh, for cable. Home and Garden Television is second. MSNBC a distant third. CNN settled for 450000 MSNBC and CNN failed the top Fox News combined. You put them both together, they still lose to Fox News. Wow. Ain't that something? Well, I
2: mean, can you find anybody on the left right now that's saying, you know, Biden's still my guy. You know? Oh, they're out patch. Yeah. He's going to get this thing turned around. No, it's... No, this, we've made a mistake. Well, you know, I, And
4: for those people, I guess they would say better than Trump, but still. And this is why they, they just want it dead. They want, to, they want to kill it as much as, because they can't beat it. I suppose and, so. And I don't, how do you change things now? How do you rebrand now? I mean, Rachel Maddow was the only thing going, was holding that entire network together. When she left, it was over.
2: Well, I think with CNN, wasn't the word they were going to say, listen, we got way too partisan. We yeah. need to
3: get back to our <coughs> roots yeah. of being news first. I don't know what you do with it. That's I, the only thing. I think you got to fire people. You do. Oh, I, I do, too. Like a lot yeah. of people. A lot of people. Like like you got to make
4: this statement, yeah. we're rebranding the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a bus stop out front. Just everybody line up. It's the bus will be by to get you.
2: Well, the new owners took over when? This has been months ago now.
3: It takes a while to get your... Yeah. Rebranding in order before you actually yeah, yeah. fire the people. Contracts you got to worry about. Yeah. You can't just up and fire people all the time. You know. right. We're getting closer sort.
6: and closer yeah. to
3: number one. Oh, yes, of course. We've got the countdown. Yes. Yeah. The trifecta, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. Yeah. And we're up to number two. Uh, one of your favorite, Scott uh, Democratic Senator Dick Durbin. Has a take on the Brett Kavanaugh assassination plot?
4: Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, back in the news today, and you know I love Dick Durbin. He's 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 really he's just in it to help people. That's all, <laughs> Dick. That, that's all he's been doing for the last three hundred years. Selfless in, in public Senate. servant. Selfless public servant, Jamie. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, today, Dick was asked if he has anything to say about the Kavanaugh, the attempted assassination on the life of Brett Kavanaugh. So Dick said uh, on the guy arrested in connection with it, violence, quote, is never acceptable wherever it turns up in the political spectrum. We held a hearing yesterday on domestic terrorism. It's a metastasizing threat to the U.S. We got to take it seriously. And Dick took it so seriously, he can't even bring himself to condemn the guy who almost took the life of a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> can't do it. Can't freaking do it.
2: Okay, just so I know. Well,
4: there's problems on both sides, you know.
2: Okay. So it wasn't like he was asked. He was just saying violence is never the answer, and we're seeing this both sides. Well,
4: oh, he was asked about his take on it. How do how do you respond to this? That's how he responded to it. Yeah, you could have made a very strong statement right there. Yes. Doesn't sound like he did it. Hypocrite, dirtbag, playing word games like they always do. That's Dick Durbin. All right. And this is the Scott Robbins Trifecta. Got Top that three guy. Stores, stories of the day. Going to
2: be
3: all right, man. And finally, yes, one
4: Durbin. Okay, yes.
3: Uh, Robert De Niro was on Stephen Colbert's show last night and says, Joe Biden's doing a great job.
4: He did say that last night. He said it with a straight face on the uh, Stephen Colbert show. Robert De Niro's on there, and of course, he's asked about it because it's Stephen Colbert, and he knows what the answer is going to be because he's a big lefty. Uh, De Niro said, You know, Biden's doing a very good job. It's a tough one. He's doing the best he can, and we've got to get through a tough, tough. Period. Now, I just want to say for the record, this is the first time that humor's been on the Stephen Colbert show in months. I finally got a chance to laugh, and laugh out loud when I heard this.
2: Did the conversation go anywhere after that? Like, oh, it's a, what? High-fiving. I would have liked you to be like the next seat over, Scott, to say, what metric are we
4: talking about? That's
2: one of your favorite questions to ask.
4: But it's, it's a simple question. What metric can you see right now that would indicate that Joe Biden's doing a great job? What is it? Which one? Don't tell me unemployment is down. Wages are up because that is eaten by inflation. So that's not anything you can squawk about or or carry on about. But there's nothing. There's not one thing.
2: Fewer mean tweets.
4: Okay, if that's a thing, yeah. (laughs) That's what they say every time. I know. If, if If that's a thing, then okay, you got me on that one. But, I mean, I, when I do that, it's all seriousness. I mean, I, I don't know.
3: Oh. I mean, you China, got one? You found one, David? Uh, China's about to get a nice little windfall over but, solar again, panels.
4: Yeah, well, again, I didn't ask the Chinese people if they could give me a
3: metric, because they could. Union yeah. bosses are about to get a pile of cash because of that deal, too. Okay. Union bosses and Chinese people.
2: Well, and some of that comes back to America, like with Joe's son. some of that China money. It'll help with his ongoing rehabilitation. You know what I mean?
4: And there you have it, his rehabilitation.
2: <laughs> and that is the trifecta. Scott Roberts, top three stories of the day, every day at this time. Thank you, as always, God, Scott. God dang. Dick dirt. It's going to be okay, man. All right. We're going to get through this. It's going to be all right. There's a lot of positive signs out there. I'm not even joking. Uh... The American people have woken up, dude. We do have a news update to get to. And, of course, Nimrod's in the news you don't
3: want to miss. Straight ahead.
2: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I know you guys are really looking forward to the January 6th big show uh, tomorrow <laughs> night. This
7: was an all-out attempted coup. Yep.
2: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez right there. Oh, speaking of AOC, uh, did you see Obama's former campaign manager, Jim Messina, call her out? This is interesting.
4: Jim Messina? Yes. Okay.
7: Apparently,
2: no Ocasio, Ocasio-Cortez is endorsing Alessandra Biaggi in her race to unseat Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee chair, Sean Patrick Maloney. Okay? And so what Messina, the former Obama guy, was saying is, this is so counterproductive. The Supreme Court is about to outlaw abortion. Oh. Which, and that's th- not true at all. No, it's not. But who's... You expect a Democrat to tell the truth at this point? said, we could lose both houses. So we're going to focus our time running against each other? Now we're primarying committed
3: progressives because why? If we lose house, it's because of dumb bleep like this. Well, sorry, but this is what happens when you let communists into your house. Absolutely. Because you're never good enough. There is no compromise with, with that mentality. Oh, with the woke mentality? Yeah. No, that's, that's been proven time and time again. Mm-hmm. Heard different
2: people talk about it. Remember the dude that was the host of The Bachelor? Oh, yeah. And he tried to
3: apologize yeah. on something he didn't even need no. to apologize for? Yeah. And it was like this, I'm really sorry, and I need to do the work. Well, mm-hmm. again, and in, in politics, it's not just woke. It is actual communism. It's actually yes. Marxist ideology that they are trying to push through, and they see it as the solution for all of America's problems. And so, yeah, it is basically like religious apostasy if you go against that.
2: I'm really
1: sorry, and I want to do the work.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Please don't fire me. You're fired!
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. All right, got to get to Nimrods.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right. I know,
2: I know. Them of the news. go to Florida. Cops were called to the intercoastal waterway the other afternoon. Somebody reported, hey, my jet ski's been stolen. So police arrived on the scene, spotted the guy floating out in the distance. But the cops didn't have a ride to get out there, so actual audio part of this. Um, cops were asking uh, if they could borrow a boat to go out there, to get this person. We
6: got a guy down here that's trying to steal a jet ski. Is there any way you can take a couple of us down there? You want to take the boat? Take it Come back. He's willing to let us use the boat.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they take it out there, and this is where they see the guy and start talking to him.
6: Right here. Sheriff's office. Don't up. Put your hands up. Swim.
2: Can you hear that part? They're like, swim. Swim. He says, I can't swim. <laughs> well, that's why he needed yeah. the jet ski. <laughs> That's when the cop's like, what? Right? This is the best part, man.
7: So you're going to take a jet ski and you don't know how to swim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> going to take a jet ski you don't, don't know, know how, how to swim. swim. That was 48-year-old Ronald Williams. Yeah, he knew how to operate the jet ski. Just Not, he just floating on it. didn't know how to swim, though. He's in a whole lot of trouble there. <laughs> and then we have this dude in California. Maybe you heard about this. Arrested for stealing avocados from a ranch. But it wasn't just a few. Dude had a whole trunk full. Oh, man. And meth in
1: his car. <laughs> he
3: does good with meth. Avocado. a little
1: avocado on your
4: <laughs> yeah. toast and dump right. some meth on it. Yeah. The
3: ultimate <laughs> millennial. We call those the hunter millennials.
4: <laughs> and that's Nimrod's In The News.